Blog Talk Radio. That's a, that's a beautiful, beautiful track. I think it reminds me of those uh, days in the 90s, I think, listening to South African music. So that was Forever by Silo, I think Silo featuring Skywand. Sky so that's a, obviously a South African tune. So uh, I apologize for the glitch in the system because when we are doing the radio show, you allocate some time and when the time uh, expires then you have to call back in and it's just unfortunately the way our system is set up but now we are back on continuing the conversation i see the queen of amalango music herself is on and my co-host nancy she's out there too so uh, we ended out talking about betrayal was there anything else that you wanted to uh, to add Gina um, Yes uh, Mr. Nlovo um, I think a lot has already been uh, talked about but I just want to emphasize about love um, love knows no boundaries love knows no um uh, negative situations to say because this person has done this I'm not going to love them this person has done that I think we should try to show others love by leading as examples mm-hmm. that's all I can say yeah, yeah that's true mm-hmm. that's true because uh, love it's just something something else. Nancy, what what do you have to add to that? Yeah, so uh, just to add on that, I would say love is patient, love is kind, love does not envy. So in anything that we do, we need to seek, like what I said, we need to seek uh, the spiritual discernment in uh, discerning people's um, spirits. Otherwise, you're not going to manage to read somebody by physical, physical appearances. 
That's very so, true. That's very true. Yeah. So as much as we want to ask other people also if this person has good intentions, it's hard. I mean, you cannot read people's minds. It's only God that can direct us. Thank you. Well said. Well said. Yeah, because see, good, we, yeah. we are continuing this conversation about love. So for those who are just joining us now, this is a weekly show comes every Wednesday at 9 p.m. because of the magnitude of our discussion. We uh, felt the need to extend the show to another 30 to 45 minutes and just keep the questions coming in from our listeners. So our topic is love. What is love? How does love look like in a community? We have our very special guest here, uh, Gina Hidi, the queen of Amalango music. For those who don't know, Gina, she's a musician, a dear friend of ours. Uh, I have watched her perform, and she does a good job. She has music. I think somebody was asking me about uh, where they can get Gina's music. So see, Gina, people are even asking about the music. They are saying you are very well spoken. You seem to know what you are doing. So just remember, if you are booked by anyone, uh, just remember that you have to uh, give a, a, a percentage to Nancy and myself. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. that's right, Nancy. <laughs> that's a good one, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely agree. Absolutely agree. So Gina is available for those people that are getting married. She also does, you know, she can um, officiate at your at your bridal shower. She can also act as your matron. She's a multi-talented lady. As you can see, her music is rich in tradition, and that's what we need. So, uh, Gina, so, uh, what has kept you relevant in this industry? I know we have so many musicians now. Um, thank you, Nancy. I have always um, been myself in everything that I do. I do not imitate anyone, and um, I don't follow the wind. I have been in this uh, kind of music from the time I was a very young uh, lady and um, people have grown to to love my music and 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 love me just the way I am just the way I come out so it's I, I see it quite irrelevant for me to switch to anything else I embrace my culture and it just um, makes me feel very proud of where I come from, especially here and uh, where, when I'm when I'm found with people from here who have a totally different culture, and then I have to tell them about my culture. It makes me very proud uh, to see um, these people from here listening very attentively to everything I have to say and everything I have to do to them. It's very exciting and. Um, I I think I I just love it that way, and like if I try to follow what they do, they will think um, I don't have. Uh, I they they will think that my culture um, I'm ashamed of where I come from, or my culture is not uh, as good as theirs, or something like that. But uh, by me sticking to my roots and uh, being who I am. It's um, 
it it really makes me proud. It really makes me proud of myself and my my home, where I come from. Yeah, that's, that's very, right. Very wonderful. Yeah, I can see that you are very very uh, authentic. You know, Origi- originality. That's the word. Authentic- authenticity. Uh, yeah. That's what we mm-hmm. want. You know. Yeah. In order for people to keep listening to your music, you have to be authentic. You have to be original. You have to be true to yourself. And thank you so much thank for having shown us that in your music. So I'm going be- to uh, get back much. to Noah. Yeah. I'm going to get back to Noah here. So I know that uh, last week you talked about the life instincts. What other instincts are there? If I tell you yeah, so- any, any research. Okay, yeah, thank you. That's a, a good question. So last week I uh, I focused a little bit about the love instinct, which expresses itself in life, the giving of life. Now, what we have to know is that there is also the other instinct in life, and this is a death instinct. This is the instinct that takes us close to the grave. I know most of us don't want to talk about death and things like that because we always want to kind of like reminds me when I was the association president and asking people to talk about uh, buying life life insurance most people tend to feel that ah no i don't have to buy life insurance actually one person had told me that they 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 have jesus so they don't need life insurance so i mean that just speaks for itself so there are different instincts out there so i'm going to talk about the death instinct so The death instinct is that instinct that moves us to death, to the end of life, the big sleep, to wake up no more. In a sense, like I mentioned this last week, in a sense, we are born to die. And in a sense, we die from living. So death is sort of like a side effect of life. So in the Bible, there is a verse that talks about dust thou art, to dust thou shalt return. So death is that final phase that completes life. So we don't know what happens uh, after death. But uh, uh, when we are born, we are on our way to the grave. And I know uh, we're trying to be uh, blunt here because I know most people may not want to hear that. But... It's part of life. So if you are alive, you are listening to this podcast, you have to know that it is appointed for you to live right now. And then it's appointed, uh, there's an appointed time for death. So the death instinct expresses itself in hate. The death instinct, just like the life instinct, expresses itself in love. The death instinct expresses itself in uh, seeing other people hate. You enjoy when you have done something wrong to someone. For instance, the, when some of us who grew up in a Christian uh, home, we are taught that you shall love your friend as yourself. Because when you love someone, you see yourself in that other person. Therefore, you emphasize and you sympathize, especially when they are going through some challenges. But the death instinct 
is that instinct that makes you focus on yourself. It's me and myself. This is why I started out talking about how we uh, formed the association and things like that, because that was an act of love, wanting to share. But when you are filled with death instinct, you want to keep to yourself. You don't want to belong to other people. You want to kill. The Bible talks about thou shalt not kill. To kill is not just uh, seeing someone uh, getting a gun, especially in this culture, getting a gun and shooting someone. To kill is to prevent. To kill is to stop something from growing. So that is a characteristic of the death instinct. These are people who, when you see them, they are always mean. They always want to manipulate other people. They don't like it when other people are uh, excelling out there. They want to uh, have a twist uh, of their own where they prevent that growth. So love leads to enhancement, but death leads to dishancement. Love leads to progress, but death leads to uh, 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 it retrogresses. It causes other people not to feel love. Just like I mentioned last week when you talk about uh, witches and witchcraft, uh, sorcery, a person who is filled with hate has a death instinct. Those are people who wake up in the night and go and perform some rituals and do those rituals are designed to cause harm to cause division to break up families to kill to wound to destroy this is why the bible talks about the devil comes not to heal anyone comes not to celebrate anyone comes to destroy so the death instinct expresses itself in death. And you see this when you see people who want to keep things to themselves. They don't want to see other people uh, progress. They want just to destroy things. They want to talk about other people. They want to manipulate other people. They want to gossip. When they see other people are having fun, they want to just to cut that from uh, Spreading out. This is why love spreads out. Death instinct causes you to hate other people, even for no reason. These are people that when you see them, they are always uh, frowning. They always want, they have something negative to say about someone. So that's how you know that this person is filled with a death instinct because they do not want to see other people rejoice. They want just to bring about death in form of hate, harm, and things like that. So that's, that's the, the other instinct that's out there, Nancy. Okay. So uh, do you have another instinct, or is that the only one? So when you are looking at love, those are the two instincts that you talk about. For instance, mm-hmm. they are, the, the death instinct expresses itself in people who want, for instance, to take the glory Because when we talk about uh, death instinct, we are talking about people who do not want to love others naturally. These are people who, for instance, you are walking down the street, somebody wants to steal from you. That's a death instinct. You are minding your own business, somebody who just uh, say something negative. 
So this is why I said you have to be uh, careful with the people that you are surrounded with because the people that you are surrounded with, they will rub off their energy because this is why I mentioned that you cannot love others without self-love. This is why we mentioned even last week that some people can't help it just hating. For instance, we talked about, the Bible talks about generational cases. And that's real. Generational cases where you find that your parents uh, had, like the example I gave last week, I think let me use the same one, divorce. Or people not getting married. You start something and then things are just not, you you have all these complications and things like that. The Bible talks about the fifth or fourth and fifth generation, sometimes even sixth generation, suffering from the same case. You find that your parents had the same situation going on. Uh, There was a divorce uh, from the grandparents, and there was a divorce from your parents, and there was a divorce, like you have your own kids, you yourself, you divorce, your own kids divorce. Those are signs that there are some generational things going on because there's that pattern of behavior that just keeps uh, repeating itself. So the sins of the first generation are visited onto sometimes, the, I mean, whatever, uh, fourth, fifth generation. I said this last week that often it will take three or four generations for a family to leave out the hate or the case. The children get the the case. They pass it on to their other children and the children and things like that. The children's reaction to love relationship, how you love, how you express love matters because children see what the parents are doing. So children suffering from a feeling of lack of love. Kids, if they don't feel that the parents are loving them, uh, when kids are not getting that type of love from their parents, kids deal with that by becoming sort of maybe not focusing in school. They have some behaviors. If it's some girls uh, ending up getting into marriages, I mean, sorry, uh, becoming pregnant at a tender age and some boys just having uh, behaviors that are not kind that shows that sometimes there are some patterns that have to be broken. So when you look at someone, you find that, why does that person just do that thing? Sometimes they don't even know that they're doing those things. Jackie had asked the question about betrayal. Sometimes people will betray someone and they don't even know. They're smiling and they think that everything is okay. But when they are causing harm in other people's lives, See, there are certain things that happen on a sub, uh, subconscious level. There are things that we are conscious of, but certain things that we are not conscious of. Let me sort of break it down in terms of uh, psychology. Uh, if you study any psychology, they say the personality of a person is established when a person is between three and five years old. I, in my household here, I have a little princess. She is two years and five months. Her personality is going to be molded during this time phase. What she's exposed to is going to be sort of the backdrop or the frame 
under which she was going to grow up and perceive everything. For instance, I know I may have lost other people when I, what I've just said. Let me say it in a different way. So the personality of a child is established at the age of either three or five year old. So when somebody fast forwards like myself here uh, in my early 40s, that's a scary thing when I think about it. My personality as the Noah that you see was established when I was three to five years old. And when you ask me what happened to you when you were three to five years old, I don't know. So subconsciously, everything that I do is guided by what happened during that time frame. So you can do a little bit of research on that. So this is not a psychology page. But the point I'm trying to say here is the way you raise your children, what they are exposed to, what they see, is what is inculcated into their heads. So when a child is growing up, like we mentioned last week, you have to make sure that you are surrounded by the right people. Because it's very, very important because they are going to teach you how to love yourself. Before you can love anyone else, you have to love yourself. I have seen a lot of people in, the, uh, in my day who are filled with hate. The, la- the hate instinct, you can see them just right shining. They are glowing with hate. Like we mentioned last week, people are glowing with love. Other people are growing with hate. When you see them, they are just frowning. They are just like a, you don't even know what they, what, why they are upset. Every time they want to condemn someone else, they want to bring someone down, they want to say something negative. So this is why sometimes it's very, like I've mentioned it, you have to be very careful, the people that you are exposed to. Because if people are not laughing, smiling, joking, even just dancing around, just, I mean, this is why it's very healthy to watch comedy. When you watch comedy, it gives you, it makes you smile. But in, uh, there are some scary people out there, Nancy. Yeah. So, um, thank you so much for sharing about the life instincts. Then you also touched on the death instincts. You also touched on the generational cases. Like what I mentioned last week, I think we need to bring uh, maybe a pastor on the show one of these days just to talk about the generational cases and how we can... Um, he can help us and the community break some of the generational curses that are upon our lives. Because I think, uh, like what I mentioned last week, that um, most people are suffering for the sins of their forefathers and their ancestors. They don't realize it. So I think it's very, very important, very, very timely topic. We are a very uh, ignorant generation. And, um, And like what you mentioned, that the devil comes to steal kill and destroy and we just have to surround ourselves with positive people so uh, talking about positive people I know we are at 31 minutes past 10 p.m. what time do you want us to end the show oh yeah we can talk I think for the next 20 minutes because I think people are uh, mm-hmm. enjoying so we we can go on for the next 20, 20 minutes yeah, so, uh, so I know that you're emphasizing on uh, surrounding ourselves with positive people but then uh, when you live in a community that has positive and negative people, how do you navigate that? I know you are one of the people that have really championed the togetherness, regardless of where other people are coming from and their backgrounds. 
you know, people have different personalities, people have the negativities, some people have positivity, but you've always championed about the togetherness of the community. So how can you advise the listeners on how to avoid negative people? Yeah, so thank you again. That's a very good question, uh, and I'm happy that you uh, you know that I have stood for love from the get-go. I'm not one of those people who just wants to pick up the phone and condemn other people, no. I have preached love uh, from the pulpit of the Zen Association and Unity, but in as much as we preach love, we have to be realistic that we live this is not a perfect world. There are people who enjoy just being evil. There are people who are just uh, happy. For instance, let me put it uh, before, let me answer your question in a different way. We have to be careful as a people with what we bring in our environment. Because what you bring in your environment is going to influence how you are going to conduct yourself. In the previous show, I was sharing about a personality. What makes up a personality is the environment. Because if you live in the United States right now, if they speak English in the United States, you have to learn the English. If you go to Portugal, they are speaking Portugal, you, are, you have to learn the Portu- Portuguese. So the environment shapes you in, in as much as some people may feel that, no, I, I, I make my own decisions. Trust me, you don't. So I, I don't want to get into the micro uh, aspect of some of these things. When you are surrounded by people who love you, these people are going to help you become the right person for yourself because you can be the wrong person for yourself. So in as much as I've preached love is because I'm very cautious that I know there are people who pretend that they are genuine, but meanwhile, they are not. They are trying to make up stories just to hate other people. So you have to, how you select your friends, look at what they the energy that they are giving out. Are they talking life into you? Life is love. If they are talking about death, look at the conversation. That's a spirit of hate. Preventing others. When you have people like that, this is why the Bible talks about when the right hand causes you to sin, you cut it off. So we live with people whom, of course, we are not magicians. We cannot tell uh, what people's uh, intent is. But we look at what uh, vibes are they giving out. You judge a tree not by the fruit that it talks about. You judge a tree by the fruit that it bears. Look at the results. What are they showing out? Because people can talk about love, but they are practicing hate. Are they uniting people? Are they bringing people together? Because, for instance, like I'm happy you can attest to that. When I was the association president, I only preached love. I know even there were people who were just out there just to uh, create all kinds of uh, problems for me 
but I never at any time bought into that. So you have to be careful what uh, the people you bring close to. And number two, it's not possible to know everyone's heart, but you can look at the energy that they bring out. What do they talk about? Are they talking the language of uniting people or they are going to say, ah, we, that's the spirit that somebody, uh, those are people that you run away from. Because when you die, God is not going to ask you what somebody else did. They will ask you what you did as a person. You are only responsible for yourself. This is why you have to make sure that even your health, if you lose your health, trust me, you have serious problems, then you're dead. So this is not a perfect world. There's no perfect science of knowing how to screen out people, but you can tell what people talk about. If it's somebody that wants to gossip, if somebody wants to manipulate other people, those are people that you can tell that, no, no, no. I think here you may talk to these people, you may interact, but you draw your boundaries. This goes back to how we started the show. You have to have boundaries when you are talking to people. Because some people, they just by nature don't mean well. And then again, this connects to the, those the generational cases. Because some people don't know that they, they are messing up. Because they feel like, oh, no, this is fine for me. So this is why I say it's very, very important that we as a community, especially when we live in a foreign land, that we show each other love, that we do not make up stuff just to make other people feel bad. So that's my, my, my response. Always surround yourself with people who are giving you the positive vibes, not people who just want to talk about other people in the wrong way. Yeah, right. Uh, thank you so much for clarifying all those. Um, we just had a shout-out here on my text from one of the listeners. He's saying, I like the show. It's really a good conversation and knowledge. I'm learning a lot and should be listening, should be tuning in every week. So, again, this show comes every Wednesdays at 9 p.m. Eastern Time and 4 a.m. Zambian Time, 2 a.m. UK Time. It's a show that comes in to educate, inspire, enlighten, to learn from our listeners and also to learn from our speakers. So today we're featuring the Queen of Amalango, Gina Haiti, on um, the cultural aspect of love. So I don't know whether Gina is still on. Uh, the Queen has dropped off. Uh, like she, say, she said, she, she thinks she's attending yeah. to something else. Okay, no problem. And, uh, and I think you've exhausted all the questions here. Yeah, so there's but a question. Yeah. Somebody is mm -hmm. asking me to talk a little bit about how the death instinct uh, manifests itself. So let me just share a little bit. So death instinct expresses itself in terms of hate. When you hate someone, often you want to kill them. You want to destroy them. You want to hate them. You want to make them feel pain. So death comes through you onto the other person. For instance, I think some of us, when we get ourselves uh, with, uh, see, the, the negative energy that you have towards somebody else, you say, oh, I hate that person. Oh, this person is just such and such. This is just terrible. 
There are times when the death instinct can work on us too. For instance, it will work on yourself the very way that you project that hatred onto other people. That same hatred, if it's misdirected, it can cause harm to yourself. This is how it breaks down. For instance, there are times that some of us, you say, oh, I, I just feel so bad. I feel depressed. I am just this horrible person. I wish I can just die. I don't know why. How I'm just stupid. How can I miss that? And things like that. You see, the very same things that you tell somebody else when you hate them, you end up telling yourself the very same things. Oh, she's hopeless. She's, she's just useless. She's just, I wish she can die. Some of us, sometimes you find yourself in a situation where you tell yourself, oh, I feel just like I'm just useless. I am hopeless. I, I, I wish I can die. And in most cases, some people proceed to killing themselves. This is why you find that somebody commits suicide. You wonder, like, how? Usually, when somebody wants to commit suicide, in some cases, people say they have misdirected the hate or the anger onto themselves because what you wanted to tell somebody else, you, uh, you end up telling yourself, I am hopeless. I am useless. I I'm not good. How can I just uh, screw up like this? You find that when you tell those things and there's no one to help you in that very moment, you find that in some situations, this is how people commit suicide. Because the person who commits suicide, something goes wrong and then there is no one to guide them or to help them. They feel so bad. They feel so hopeless about themselves. So this is why when we say the head instinct can also turn around and kill you. So death comes through you onto the other individual. Resentment is an expression of death instinct. Hostility, hostile aggression, retarding other people's growth and development. These are things that I've mentioned earlier. So I just thought maybe somebody asked that question. I expand a little bit on that. So we have to be careful because, you know, as much as we may think that you can hate other people, you can also hate yourself. And when you hate yourself and if there's no remedy, sometimes it leads into suicide. That's how suicide happens. So I, I have a question here. Uh, somebody has asked me a question. Talk a little bit about why other people can be so evil as far as to rape someone else. Okay, that's a very good question. I'll do my best to explain that. You see, often a rapist does not just want to have sex with a woman. Usually, somebody, when a woman, uh, in, a, in a natural setting, a woman has to be built up to the moment to, for, of course, anyway, this is a little bit uncensored. Anyway, this is no uncensored. So, Usually before the, the act of love, in most cases you find that a woman has to build up to that moment. The mood has to be right, play some music, and just get everything else uh, lined up. Now, when that is breached, for instance, the foreplay that, of course, most people talk about, it's the foreplay, not just the physical aspect of it. There's that foreplay prior to the foreplay where you... You talk, create the mood, 
from morning, you prepare, you get your mind and all that stuff all lined up. But when somebody just comes, forces themselves onto you, the number one rule that they have broken is that they did not prepare you for that intrusion. Therefore, you feel violated because, one, your mind was not ready. Two, there was no build up, getting everything, of course, working itself. uh, It's a process. So the reason why most women feel, I mean, like why women feel it's a very terrible thing for when somebody gets raped. Of course, it's a terrible thing. It's because there was no notice. It just happened. You were not ready. Therefore, you feel yourself, oh, no, no, this is just bad. So this is why it it hurts so much because the moment was not created and you were not informed. It just happened. So this is why uh, uh, it's a terrible thing for the for the woman. But for the guy who does that, that's of course the definition of hate of somebody who has a death instinct in themselves. The guy who goes and rapes someone is not interested in sex. That guy is interested to see you struggle, to see you fight, to see you kick, to see you, to dehumanize you, to make you feel like you are nothing. So that's what that guy is looking for, to see you in a position where you beg for your life, to see you in a position where you have to kick back, you struggle for everything else. But imagine somebody comes to rape someone and the woman says, oh yeah, go ahead. It takes out the, the intensity that the guy had. Oh, this is it's no longer rape. It's just like an actual, just a, a relationship between a man and a woman. So I hope I've answered the, the question. So people who are filled with hate, they do those things, especially in a, a, a rape situation, because you're not just interested in, in, in the act itself. You just want to punish the woman. You want her to feel bad. And that's what they enjoy. So not just that the act of, um, of, uh, of making love. So you are listening to Noah Uncensored. My co-host here is Nancy. We are breaking down love. And today we've been focusing mostly on the death instinct. This is why, of course, our discussion, we're talking about rape, we're talking about people who want to kill themselves, we're talking about suicide, because that is part of life. When you see people who come at life from a negative aspect, filled with nastiness, nasty emotions, hostility, anger, division, uh, you can tell that there is a problem and those are manifestations of the hate instinct. Because when you have the love instinct, you want to make other, everybody else smile. You want to make everybody feel good. You want to make everybody just feel special. But when you have the hate instinct, you want to possess, oh, I'm going to own you. You are not going to do anything. You, are, you belong to me. You're, you're, you, it's, it's, it's just this terrible, terrible thing. So what, what do you think, Nancy, uh, uh, on, uh, on this last question? Um, I didn't hear the question again about the nastiness or negative people. I didn't hear the question properly. The, yeah, the question was just somebody asking, like, why 
what goes into the minds of people like when you go and rape someone? So somebody who just wanted to ask, that's a pure definition of the hate because you, you, it's just terrible. Why would people do something like that? Yeah, it's, uh, it's what is, it's actually what's transpiring inside of them. It's just uh, manifesting itself outside. So if you're harboring a lot of hate, you're not happy with yourself, you're disappointed before, you grew up in a negative environment, you're just a hateful person, and sometimes the devil is using you as a tool to exactly. harm other people. Exactly. So, exactly. Yeah. yeah. So uh, as we conclude, Nancy, what is your final take on love and what we've been discussing? What's your final take? Well, it's been a very, very um, huge topic. When we started, when we said we'll be talking about love, I just didn't know to the context of how this topic was going to be expanded. But as we did our research and looked at love from different perspectives, I I think it was so um, enlightening to know how far we could have taken these angles about love. So otherwise, I just wish our listeners out there to go out and spread some wings and spread some love. I mean, when we talk about love, it's not just romance. We talk about about it from a family perspective, you know, from work, community perspective, and all angles. Exactly, exactly. And and we we don't want to end the show on this nastiness with this love, I mean, this death instinct. But... It's important for us to have this conversation so that at least our listeners know that there are people out there whose intentions are not right. There are people who uh, who celebrate when they can make other people cry, when they can make other people feel like they are nothing. So we bring, we have this show so that at least we can just bring to light in under the banner of love what is out there. So for this evening, we focus so much on the death instinct and everything terrible about uh, love because that's the wrong side of love. So as we conclude the show, I just wanted just to end on a very positive note because I think, don't you think, Nancy, it's good to end on a positive note? Yeah, of course, of course, of course. It's because that is night, night time. I want to end on a positive note. I'm going to say a prayer before going to bed. I don't want to sleep while thinking about negativity. So I want to brush that off out of my head and be positive. Yes, exactly, exactly. Yeah, so a community that is filled with love. It's a community that uh, a person, let me break it down because the community is filled up with people and those people make up a community. So love expresses itself in terms of uh, their tendencies such as the tendency to smile, the tendency to be happy, the tendency to be free, the tendency to be honest, and to be open because when you are filled with love you glow you want to enrich others you want to enhance others you want to support others you want to see 
people smiling. You want to see the community that you live in. You want to contribute and just do everything positive to ensure that at least you are helping to spread the love in the community. So that's the community that we want to see. That's basically what the families that we want to see, that people are happy, excited, and all that. So we have We've come to the end of our show. Uh, sorry, there was a background noise there. So we've come to the end of the show, ladies and gentlemen. So the take-home message is surround yourself with people who care about you. Surround yourself with people who love you. Surround yourself with people who are genuine. And if people are always talking about negativity, run away from those people. Because those are people that are going to send you to the grave. So we hope you've learned one or two things. Next week is going to be next week, same time, is going to be a different topic and a different discussion. So as we conclude, we are going to leave you with this beautiful song uh, by Gina. It's COVID-19. As we all know, COVID is just something else. So say your goodbyes, uh, Nancy, as we conclude. So we hope to see you next week, same time. Nancy, have you disappeared on me? No, I'm still here. Thank you so much, listeners. Thank you so much for having me on your NOAA Uncensored. We're looking forward to next week. Now that we are in March, we have to focus on it. I'm sure this is the last time we're talking about love. Oh, yeah. And we'll being be in about of March. Yeah. So we know we it's uh, International our... Women's Day on the on uh, on March eighth. So we also have to recognize that as we move forward oh, yes. with the show. Yes, yes. So here is Gina Hidi. Tune in next time uh, as we continue the conversation on a different note. So Gina Hidi, Eliza, singing Eliza. Eliza. Good night. Eliza. Mukwai. Dadi Murenjita. Ah. Ikalapa. Ushekanshi. Nishi ya ima mkatika mtu maobe Eliza. Tapani. Bano kubairisha nya sana. No manchitenshi. Imisangu yobe. Awe hatu pesha. Awe mwe. Ichiwe mbetiso saa chiti. Umukalamba. Tapusa kebo. Apusa piyaka mwe. Tiyakusha mwewe ni etiwa. Kwa kumashuu. Ayo ndefuwa kukwela kuzi. Nabani. Mmm. Eliza we wana
Kakusula we mwana iwe Kusokonde ya 